ABC Grandstand Digital. Grandstand. ABC, ABC Grandstand. On radio, online and on digital radio. Gives himself room and swings across the line. Didn't time it all that well out to Cow Corner. This is Cow Corner. ABC Grandstand's Cricket Show. Well, the football codes might be certainly underway right around Australia, but there's still some cricket to be played in Australia. The Sheffield Shield final starts today, and in the nation's capital, Canberra. WA haven't been there for a long, long time, 1998-99. Looking to try and win the Shield for the first time since then. They take on New South Wales. We'll preview that on the program today and catch up with Steve Smith and the Sheffield Shield Player of the Year. What a year he had for WA, the former Australian player, Marcus North. We'll talk about the T20 World Cup. Australia kicks off its campaign on Sunday against Pakistan. And talking of Pakistan, their former coach, he also coached Bangladesh, former Australian Test player and Victorian player, Dav Watmore's on the program. Dan Lonigan with you. Great to welcome my co-host once again. Peter Newlands. Welcome, Pete. Hello, Dan. Yeah, the weekend of the Shield final. I love this uh, time of the year. You see some of the best cricket of the season played around about this time when the footy codes, as you say, kind of take over. And in the case of New South Wales, the baseball's in town, the Dodgers and the Diamondbacks. As a result, the SCG is uh, all taken up because of that. And Marnica gets a chance to show its... Uh, it showed itself as a five-day venue. Let's hope the game goes five days and that the best team wins. Personally, I think New South Wales carry better form into that final, with WA having lost its last two matches. But uh, they always manage, not always, but often produce something a little bit special uh, to two teams in a five-day Shield final. Looking forward to it. WA good at home, very poor away, but Justin Lang has done a good job with this team to get them into the final. If you look at the Sheffield Shield team of the year, which was announced during the week in the lead-up to this match, Marcus North, Adam Voges, Michael Hogan, Jason Berendorf, Sam Whiteman, all from WA, chosen in that team. So they've had some excellent individual performances this year, WA, but I just worry about their form away from home. Sean Marsh is the key. Again, look at what he did in the match last week against New South Wales to put them in a position to challenge to win that match outright and host the final after they were bowled out cheaply in the first innings, a duck in the first innings, a hundred in the second. If he can be consistent both innings... He'll play a big part, won't he? Well, he'll be a key, uh, as will slow bowling. Uh, Stephen O'Keefe, 40 wickets in the season so far. Uh, Nathan Lyon, of course, bowling uh, right arm off spin for New South Wales. And there's Agar and North's uh, bowling as well. There was a 12 wickets to 22 through the season. So I think slow bowling will be a key through the match as well. New South Wales will miss Doug Bollinger. Ryan Carter's. Can he get up towards a 1,000 runs in the season uh, in, uh, in what's been an excellent year for him? So a lot to look forward to in the Shield final. Steve Smith is leading New South Wales in the final. He's played four matches for the Blues so far this year, averaging uh, 62.27. Clearly, he's a key player who's improving with uh, every season. And here's Steve Smith speaking to the media prior to the uh, Shield final during the week. We're definitely looking forward to the challenge. Do you think that'll make them a bit more desperate, Steve, given that it's been so long since WA's won a title? I think that you know they're a quality side. They're they're always here to play tough cricket. As we saw last week, it was it was a great contest, and I'm sure this week's going to be no different. Um, both teams are are trying to win a Shield final, so I'm sure it's going to be played hard, but but fair at the same time. They've got a, obviously very experienced um, players like Adam Voges, Marcus North, Sean Marsh. But outside that, they're a bit inexperienced. Do you, do you try and target their young players? I think yeah. Look, they they are very experienced players, and and they do play around them a lot. So. Um, for the young guys, it's 
for us it's about making them as uncomfortable as we can out in the middle and, and hopefully um, you know, not letting them get away from us. Is there a bit of a selection dilemma given that you know, I guess you've got Trent and Garinda possibly in contention to replace Doug and, and with Moses coming back? I mean, it's, it's a bit of a quandary, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I'm not entirely sure what we're going to go with at the moment. Um, they're both two quality bowlers and, and have been doing well recently. So um, we'll see what, what, what we think the wicket. We have a fair idea what it's going to do. We'll have another look at it as, as we get closer to the game and we'll decide our final 11 then. What will be the deciding factor? Will it be the wicket? Will it be recent form? What, what sort of things do you go through when deciding this? Oh, all different things. I think, you know, if you go with Trent Copeland, or he's got a bit of extra batting, those those different things. In, in a Shield final as well, where, where you're hosting the home final, I think you, if you can play that extra batter because you know you only need to draw the game. Um, so... We'll see how we go as we get closer to, to the toss. Obviously, you love being here for the Sheffield Shield final, but is it a little bit bittersweet for yourself if you're not with a T20 team at the World Cup? Oh, look, uh, it'd be nice to have been over there, but, but that's OK. Um, that stuff happens. Um, I'm, I'm enjoying my cricket at the moment, the way it's going, and you know I'm, I'm looking forward to this week. I've never played in a Shield final myself, so uh, I'm looking forward to, to hopefully getting out there and having a good week. Part of his apprenticeship, Steve Smith, captaining New South Wales in the Shield final at Monica Oval in Canberra. And I keep saying, and we keep saying, Pete, part of Smith's apprenticeship because he's probably the heir apparent to one day replace Michael Clark as the Australian captain. I think so, and I think it's a fair point. These Shield finals replicate test conditions as as closely as any sort of domestic game can. And I'm sure that this experience this week will serve Steve Smith uh, in good stead when, let's not assume, but uh, his time or opportunity comes to Captain Australia, let's say in the next two or three years maybe, depending, depending how long Michael Clark can hang on with his, uh, with his fitness. Not so much his form, his fitness. Now, Marcus North, what a year he's had. Named Sheffield yeah. Shield Player of the Year, over 800 runs. And he is obviously one of the keys for WA in their quest to win their first title since 98-99. And he also had a chat during the week in the lead-up to the big game. Marcus, uh, congratulations on, on winning the Sheffield Shield Player of the Year. It's a, it's a fair honour, isn't it, given that you struggled to get in the side last year? Yeah, absolutely. I, like I said, that um, this time last year I was out of the side for about three or four months. So, um, yeah, I guess that's just part of the, being a professional cricketer. I think it was the first time I got dropped in about ten years. Um, but, yeah, pleasing to have been given another opportunity. Uh, Justin you know, challenged me... To, um, this year as, a, as an opening player, opening batsman, um, which I haven't done for well, since my underage years. So that kind of gave me a bit of a, a focus and a spark and um, some, some real direction. And um, I was just fortunate enough to have a bit of luck first game of the year against Victoria and uh, ended up squeezing out 100 there and just gave me that confidence again, which has been lacking over the last you know, 12 months or the previous season. And just kind of rolled with it and, and had a really enjoyable year. I guess to a certain degree, um, you know, I, I guess... It, got to come to terms with you know winning an award like this because you've got the shield final coming up you don't want to get sort of uh, overwhelmed by it do you no not at all look it's it is what it is and you know i'm very proud of it um but look it certainly wouldn't it's not going to take any focus away from what what's coming you know my way or our, you know our way on friday um with the contest of the final so yeah look it's always nice to be recognized for you know having personal performances but um you know what's made it so enjoyable for me this year is that some of those personal highlights for me have um, added to a lot of you know, great stuff for the team. We've won some really good cricket matches and over playing some really competitive brand of cricket over a whole season, we find ourselves in a final. So that's the most rewarding thing. And you know, like it, 
that's been publicised a lot. It's the first final in 15 years. Um, it's my first Shield final and it's something that I've been looking forward to playing for a long, long time. So I'll be really looking forward to the contest on Friday. There's no pressure on the team. 15 years, a lot of people have mentioned it as you as you talked about there. Yeah, sure. Look, I think it's regardless of the result, I think it's a, a, a fabulous achievement from this young young team. Um, we've, there's a lot of people already, you know, a lot of talk being said already about how the average age is about 24 or 25, and we got you know half a dozen blokes with 21 or under or whatever it might be. Um, so that's that's a great achievement. You know, that's hopefully a start of a, a good era of cricket for Western Australia. Hopefully, this is not our first. Shield final that these guys are going to make. Hopefully, we can, you know, have a, a good strong five or six years. Um, oh, look, I think any team that goes into a, a shield final is always an expectation of, of winning it and having that pressure. And yeah, sure, we haven't we haven't um, been in one for 15 years. But like I said, regardless of the result, I think we can be very proud of making the final. Um, but you can guarantee that every one of these squad members will be, you know, right up for this contest and um, you know really trying to bring that Sheffield Shield back to Western Australia. Good on you, Marcus. Thanks very much for speaking to Grandstand. All right, thank you. This is Cow Corner, ABC Grandstand's cricket show. Peter Newlands and Dan Lonergan with you on Grandstand Digital and across the Pacific on Radio Australia. Jonathan Trott during the mm. week gave what some people suggested might have been an ill-advised television interview uh, in which he in part explains the reasons that he left the English tour of Australia in November after the first test defeat at the Gabba. The key to the interview was that he's now saying he was suffering from burnout and not necessarily a stress-related disorder. This is part of what Jonathan Trott had to say to BBC Five Live during the week. I, I just think it was a culmination of putting myself through the rigours of an international season and, and working really hard and, and not having the right balance between you know having a bit of time off here and there and and training and, and trying to work hard in my game and trying to contribute to the side and play well. So it's burnout? Um, yeah, I, I suppose it is a bit of burnout, more mental fatigue, I think. And, you know, to have uh, a successful international career, you have to have a, to be, you know, fit. And, and But you also got to be emotionally in check and mentally correct as well, you know. And I think, you know, the batteries on those two categories were a bit low and running low and you know coming up in a, a difficult and long tour in Australia on the back of a long you know English summer my batteries are running a bit low with regards to being emotionally in the right place and, and mentally. Jonathan Trott having a chat to the BBC very interesting Pete isn't it I mean he's been criticised hasn't he for basically deserting a sinking ship uh, when England needed him but then again you could look at it uh, on the other hand and say well he felt he wasn't going to be at his best why keep playing? I mean, uh, there are definitely plenty of arguments for both sides uh, that you could say are right, couldn't you? We'll hear what uh, Michael Vaughan has to say about this uh, in a moment. He's sympathetic, but he's wondering about some of the explanations that were given at the time Trot left the tour. The first day of the Shield final, Dan, as we said earlier, it's a pretty exciting day. In many ways, it's the culmination of a, a long and most interesting season and on the spot at Monica Oval to call what we're hoping is going to be five days of good cricket is uh, Jim Maxwell. Jim, thanks once again for your time on Cow Corner. Well, it's nice to be back here in Canberra. It's a beautiful day, lovely ground. Uh, hopefully they get a few people to come and watch what uh, could be a very good game as it was a, a week ago when New South Wales uh, scrambled to a, a three-wicket win chasing a what looked a low score but they got themselves into some strife and uh, they've won the toss. Uh, they're going to bat first here, and they've got uh, Sean Abbott as the 12th man. So what have we got up on the board there? Smith, Rora, Pattinson, Neville, Copeland, and 
Enriquez, O'Keefe, Lyon, Hazelwood, Abbott, the 12th man, with uh, Maddinson and Carters uh, to, to open. Uh, Carters, of course, has had an extraordinary season for New South Wales, 789 runs at 56.35. And on the other side of the board, Western Australia, who haven't won the Sheffield Shield for a, a long time, uh, got uh, a line-up just going down from the top with the bowlers. Hogan, Berendorf, Duffield, Agar, the two marshes, um, with uh, Harris, Burgess, Bancroft and... Uh, Whiteman and Marcus North. Yeah, so they're the two lineups. It's bright, it's sunny. I just saw Ryan Carter's as I came in from my Sydney flight and uh, I asked him about the pitch. He said it looks the same as as last week. Well, last week uh, Western Australia won the toss and come <laughs> bowled out for 82. Um, but it, it does look, just from a distance, to be a nice even surface. And one would imagine there'll be a lot of runs scored if um, some of these fellas get in. And Maddinson's one of those, but uh, he has um, flattered to deceive a little bit this year. 532 runs are just under 30, has not made 100. And for a fellow who can bat as well as uh, we've seen in the past, that is a disappointment. So we're ready to go in about uh, 15 minutes, 10 minutes from now. Um, five days of excellent cricket, hopefully. The New South Wales players are, are coming out for a photo opportunity, so grab your camera if you want to get a shot. Jim, how important is Sean Marsh? I mean, he's all duck or no dinner, isn't he? I mean, Nort in the first innings last week, as we mentioned, then a century, almost dragged WA over the line. Well, that's right. Um, if he gets past four, I think, <laughs> look out. But he's, he's certainly had a lot of, what is it, six ducks in, in test cricket. Um, and he's, a, he's an outstanding player, but he just has this problem of uh, being inconsistent. And that's been the story of his, his career. Wonderful talent, but just so inconsistent. What's he in Shield cricket this year? 361 at 36. I mean, Marcus North, who was named as the, the player of the year, has had an outstanding year. So it's really around the experience of Northern Voges that Western Australia uh, rely on for, for good scores. I mean, Marcus North's 884 at 68, and Voges 762 at, at 58. Uh, but I'll be very interested in the bowling in the first part of the game of uh, Berendorf, the left armour, who looks a, a really good prospect. And, um, of course, Hogan. They've taken 34, 33 wickets each this year. They've had an outstanding season. So, uh, yeah, there's a, there's a lot to look forward to here. The New South Wales have got you know, the front running being the hosts, of course. And I was looking at the weather forecast. It, it looks a bit dodgy on Monday and Tuesday if, uh, if the match runs on strongly into those uh, those last two days but um, it's all set up very nicely here for a good contest two two strong teams uh, at their best so no uh, so the spin bowlers will play their part O'Keefe, Lyon and North and Agar but no Doug Bollinger for New South Wales what have they done there they brought in Copeland uh, to add a bit of a batting option as well well Copeland's the glue in the attack isn't he he can yeah. hold he can hold an end up really well I mean, we could be in trouble if it, if it gets to uh, a sticky point of the game where batsmen are in and Copeland and Lyon are bowling together. I might be calling a few maiden overs there, I think, if they get bogged down. But um, 
the the attack that New South Wales have is fairly uh, versatile. Even without Dougie Bollinger, he's had an outstanding year, 31 wickets at 24. Um, and Stephen O'Keefe uh, keeps getting wickets in Sheffield Shield cricket. And uh, really the last time anyone took any notice of him as far as national selection is concerned, I think it was when he got... Um, uh, KP out down in Hobart, two before last, and uh, they all thought it's a great idea to have a left-arm spinner. Um, and so they didn't pick O'Keefe, did they? They picked Doherty, who was a total failure as a test bowler. And O'Keefe's, um, you know, sort of on the fringe, and um, he's had an injury or two as, as he's been going along, and he was captain of the side uh, last year. That was unsuccessful. But he's got 40 wickets at 20.4. If you look at his numbers in uh, Shield cricket overall, they're very impressive. Um, and uh, I suppose some would say that he's got about 125 first-class wickets. He's 30 years of age. Uh, that's, that's not a lot of cricket to have behind you if you're pushing for national selection. But if, you know, if they're looking for another uh, finger spinner in the Australian setup, you would have thought he'd be the first person they'd go to. Well, Jim, we look forward to it. Should be an absolute beauty live on Grandstand Digital, the Shield final between New South Wales and WA. I can also say uh, from our Cow Corner team, Big occasion for you and Jen next week. Good luck next Saturday if I don't speak to you before then, but uh, enjoy the cricket as well. I'm recovering from uh, last, last night's party as I speak to you, so um, I'm slowly getting uh, the marbles out. We're thanks, not, thanks for that, Dan. Good on you, Jim. We're uh, yeah, certainly well done, no Jim. younger, are we? Jim Maxwell joining us from Marnica, and as I say, uh, with Tim Gable, Jeff Lawson and Mark Higgs, part of the commentary team on Grandstand Digital. Pete, for the Shield final between New South Wales and WA. Yeah, love it. And let's hope it does go deep into the five days and we see, not, not slow cricket, but just a good absorbing five-day game to, to round out the domestic interstate season. Anyway, so Dan, we, just before we went to Jim, we were talking about uh, Jonathan Trott. He's come out during the week. He's given a TV interview and said that he left the tour, the Ashes tour in November because of burnout, not so much because of a stress-related disorder. This is uh, Michael Vaughan, a former England captain, and his take on Trott's uh, interview during the week. I just feel that, you know, we were all conned in a way into thinking that Jonathan Trott back in November was going through a similar process to what Marcus Triscothic was going through a few years ago. And everyone was sympathetic, uh, understandably. And I'm still sympathetic to Jonathan Trott because he was in a dark place, a real tough place that you find yourself in a sports person. But looking back and having seen the interview on Sky just over the weekend and Prima said there wasn't a mental illness, there was no problem, he's just burnt out, tired... You know, I just look at the schedule and think, yep, he's played a lot of cricket, but I think his illness and his tiredness has come down from the fact that I felt he got found out a little bit. That's Michael Vaughan and more on the Trot Vaughan interviews during our coverage of the Shield final on Grandstand Digital. Those interviews courtesy of BBC Five Live. With the elite of international cricket assembled in Bangladesh ahead of the World T20 Championship, one man who'll be watching on with particular interest is Dav Watmore. He played seven test matches for Australia back in 1979, but has made his name in international cricket as a coach, specifically in the Asian region, where he coached most famously Sri Lanka, the country of his birth, to a famous World Cup win in 1996. And Dav Watmore joins us now on Cow Corner. Dav, thank you for your time. You're not coaching at this tournament? No. Uh, does that leave you with any sense of regret? Uh, a little bit of regret, to be honest. I'm having a, a little break from international cricket coaching, but I have to say that uh, when these sort of um, World Cup ICC tournaments are on, you do get a little bit of, uh, you know, wishing you were there sort of thing. 
Tell us about Bangladesh, Dave. I mean, they got beaten by Hong Kong. They're still going to go through to the Super Tens. Uh, they're an enigma, aren't they? They've been around a fair while now. Uh, they're not there yet, though, are they? No, they're not. Um, look, they had a terrific series against New Zealand just a few months ago in their home country, and then since then they've really played pretty badly. Um, and they've qualified, but just really, really, you know, by the skin of their teeth, really. Um, but still, they're in there, and as you know, T20, anything can happen in that format of the game. Dev, the 96 World Cup win with Sri Lanka, all these years later, does that still define your, your coaching career, that victory? Oh, gee, well, look, that was uh, something that'll be etched in my mind, obviously. Um, that was the very beginning of my international coaching career. I think I've learned a few more things now um, than what I knew then, but Certainly, you know, in terms of achieving um, certain trophies, that would uh, rate pretty high up there, yep. Can I ask you about Pakistan cricket, Dave? I mean, uh, in the 1990s, they had probably the most talented players. Uh, they didn't really gel as a team. You've been in charge of that team recently. How important has been someone like Misbah or Huck? Yeah, very important. Misbah came in uh, into the leadership uh, about four years ago when they, they had a horrible... Uh, to, to England when all this uh, spot-fixing scandal broke. And Miss Barr really didn't ask for the job, but I tell you what, he's performed admirably. Uh, he's a very honest man. And I tell you what, he's, his performances in all formats of the game has been exemplary as a leader, and without which, you know, the, the team would have really struggled. So Miss Barr, in my mind, is, is one out of the box. He's, he's a terrific, terrific person and a, a terrific cricketer. Do you think with that sort of strong personal leadership, Pakistan can continue to thrive as a as a force in international cricket? Well, they, they, they've got the ability, no, no question about that. I mean, Misbah himself is going to turn 40 very soon, but that doesn't matter because he's, his form is excellent and he's very fit. He's probably probably the fittest guy in the, in, in the 11, so... You know, that, that speaks volumes. So, yeah, I think I've got a chance to, to, you know, for the next couple of years, when he's, you know, at the helm, to be able to mould something pretty good. Is he lucky in that, Dav, he didn't get much of an opportunity early on and uh, he's always uh, had the hunger to try and succeed at the highest level? Yeah, yeah, I think, well, whoever's done the research is pretty right. Uh, he really should have played more games than what he has right now. He had to, you know to fight and do it the hard way in his early part of his career, early to middle part of his career, really. Um, and sadly, you know, uh, the right thing doesn't always get done in Pakistan. Dave, you've coached in Bangladesh, uh, Sri Lanka and Pakistan. Is India the jewel in the crown for you in coaching? The coaching well, world? <laughs> <laughs> I've had four years there. Um, I've had a little bit of experience with their A-team. Uh, I've had certainly a couple of years experience in the um, in the Indian Premier League, the IPL, and, and I've worked with a lot of those youngsters in the National Cricket Academy, so I've had a bit of taste of it, but I'd, yeah, I wouldn't mind having a bit of a, a crack at their international team and just give myself a bit more of a test, but uh, I, you know, it's, it's a great destination. Everyone enjoys going to India. It's a good place to work. Dev, great to catch up. Uh, enjoy your break, and hopefully you're back coaching uh, cricket again at the highest level. Thanks yep, for joining thanks, us. Mate. Thank you very much. Dave Watmore, former Pakistan, Sri Lanka, also Bangladesh mm. coach. Very good player for Victoria as well, Pete. And as you mentioned, yep. played seven tests during the days of World Series cricket back in 1978-79. He actually went on a tour of India. He played one one-day match for Australia in 
1980 as well. So he was a fine player, but a terrific coach and has done a good job of that Pakistan team. And people keep raving about Miss Bowl. Hark, if you're one of the best captains in international cricket, and hopefully he can continue for a bit longer for them. Well, Australia is going to find out uh, about his leadership and playing qualities uh, later this year with a series in the UAE uh, due to be played in October uh, on what I imagine, Dan, will be at some turning turning wickets. So that's uh, something to look forward to through uh, the winter months. But in the meantime, of course, we've got the uh, the Shield final. Start of the week this week. Before we wrap it up on Cow Corner, Dan... The Sheffield Shield, let's take a few years out for the war years. It's roughly 110 season. New South Wales hunting for its 46th title in all those seasons. They've only lost to four Shield finals, twice to Tasmania at Bell Reeve, once to Victoria at the MCG and uh, once over in the West in 91-92. It's always a special time of the year, the, uh, the Shield final. Good luck to both teams. Looking forward to it. And we'll have more on the T20 World Cup next week for the men and also the women. And it's ironic for New South Wales, they didn't win a Shield final in the 70s and they had some very talented players that have done a great job. Great to catch up on Cow Corner again. We'll speak next week. Have a great week in cricket. Enjoy the Shield final.